0: So joining me now is Naomi Ballantyne, well known as the founder of um, Partners Life. Welcome back. Thanks, it's been Mike. a been a while since we've had GRTV up, so it's nice to have you back in the studio. It's again. actually
1: really nice. It feels very much like home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's good. Now, I, there are a couple of things I want to talk to you about today. It's like I, I want your picture on what you see happening in advisor land at the moment. It seems to us that there's a lot of um, advisors leaving the market, and also we look across at Australia and that seems like a, an industry in turmoil. What's what's your take on things here in New Zealand?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Lots of unintended consequences, I think, happening in Australia. I'm pretty sure when they set out to change commissions and respond to the Trowbridge report and regulate advisors, it wasn't anyone's view that therefore adv- there'd be mass exodus and consumers would be left with no advice. I don't think that that's what they thought, but that's what is playing out in Australia. Mm. And that is the risk that will play out in New Zealand as well if we're, if we're not careful. And I think, so far, the regulations as they stand haven't done that, which I think is testament to New Zealand actually seeing what's happened in Australia and and considering it but we haven't reached full licensing yet. So so I think the industry, um, and we certainly threw a lot of money and effort and time in trying to get advisors through the provisional licensing mm. piece um, to at least think about <laughs> what their options might be and to consider how they might play in the new world. Mm. But I think we are starting to see people going, actually, thanks for getting me through that, but that was the easy part. Mm. And the rest of this is, is too big, too hard. And especially if they were already nearing retirement age that maybe now's the time to go so there is a concern um, we partners in life is not seeing large numbers of our advisors but we've always sort of represented a younger demographic mm-hmm. hugely uh, because we brought a lot of new advisors uh, into the industry through our training programs etc so um, so that brings fresh blood we probably have our fair share of women um, advisors who tend to be younger actually um, and that's Probably, because of me and the you know the fact okay. that I'm running the company. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't really seen much of an exodus. We, you know there's always been people in our mm. industry who retire, mm. and there's always been people who who pass away while they're in the job, and that hasn't changed. No, that ha- no. That hasn't changed. You can feel very heightened mm. because of the environment they're in, but that's that's been life the whole time yeah. I've been in it. But um I am concerned that when we get to full licensing, both two things, you'll see some people exit, but you'll also see a lot more people consolidated within uh, larger FAPs, because from a cost and a process point of view, then you have a completely different risk than you do when you have a whole lot of individual advisors.
0: So what's that different risk?
1: It's concentration risk, and the decisions are made at the corporate level, um, rather than individual advisors making their own decisions for themselves in terms of what they want to see. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but from a, product providers point of view, it, it puts leverage in the hands of, of a few instead of the many um, and they make de- make decisions that say partners life's not right so we lose distribution. So,
0: so, so do you think that the, f- f- the FAPs in the future and full licensing will have more sway or have more pressure to bear on on insurance companies and other providers?
1: I don't know is the answer. So we've always had a degree of that in our understanding of the dealer There's always been that. That's right, and and possibly not. Um, and without regulations, you, the pressure comes sort of from a, what I would consider maybe not a reasonable position either, just yeah. volume-based and I'm going to use this volume to leverage stuff out of you, which I don't think is going to happen yeah. with the new regulations. But you still run the risk that you end up not being on the preferred product providers list. Yeah. And then it's not two or three advisors, it's all of those advisors that you, you potentially are cut out from in terms of distribution. So it's a different kind of risk.
0: I guess the FAPS though are going to be different to those yes. dealer groups we had Hugely in the past. That's like you Hugely know a lot different. of those groups aren't around anymore. Yes. Yeah. So is that a plus?
1: I think it's a positive. Mm. Not that those groups aren't around. They're not around because they didn't adapt to the to the new environment and decided they didn't want to. Um, so the ones that have morphed um, have changed their businesses completely yeah. in recognition of what is required of a corporate FAP and the risk and the liabilities that they have now. That didn't exist in the old dealer group space.
0: But there's also probably not all that old baggage, like, you know, we lost our overage, we're still grumpy about it and and, and things like that. That, That's going to come into play, isn't it?
1: That's true, but remuneration is always going to be an issue. Um, New Zealand's a small market, Mm. and New Zealanders don't go seeking this stuff. So that cost balance is still there, where you have to spend a lot and invest a lot before you make a dollar. So those dollars that you make when you make them need to be big enough to compensate for that. So that's the risk to them, that their remuneration structure reflects the cost of doing business.
0: So uh, do you think that most of the advisors come full licensing will be sitting within bigger FAPs rather than having the current i I'm not sure if it'll happen
1: exactly when full licensing comes, but I think that will evolve over time. So that's probably
0: not a good, you know, that's what happened in Australia and now they've gone to unwind it all so yes. surely that can't be a good outcome
1: yes um yeah i, I, I yeah. would never think that too much concentration is a good idea no no um and new zealand's a small market so you'll have even more concentration than you will in a bigger market we have more dealer uh, more dealer deli- yeah. groups the wrong word more FAPs. more FAPs, yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, i was going to be interesting to see how it plays out mm. um change your topic mm. bnz life can you give us an update on how that transaction is going on
1: yeah it's interesting it's taking longer i think that both parties uh, expected that it would to reach completion the relationship's fantastic we we really love dealing with them we can't wait to be effectively the receiver of referrals for their customers because you know we back ourselves to do a really good job for those customers and obviously they back us to do it too but it's 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 taking longer than we expected i think that um the bank has made the decision to stand the business up. We are very happy about that. As, as a standalone business, yeah. 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 And I think that that makes perfect sense, rather than relying on the bank to continue to provide you with access to customer records that they can't give you because they're banking customers as well as insurance companies. So. But it's a degree of complexity i don't think they've seen in other transactions where they've sold things before so it's just taking longer um but it is going to be right and that's the most important thing i think that um we we think what they're doing is absolutely right
0: yeah and the regulatory approval process it's
1: still in in train yeah so um, yep, we're we're hoping and assuming that we will complete that hurdle hopefully before. Well, they've had a
0: bit of practice now. So they have. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any idea when there might be a, a completion date?
1: Oh, it'll be this year.
0: It will be this year. But
1: I'm not. we <laughs> not brave enough to give you a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But it's all on all on track. Uh, absolutely, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, and and the third thing I wanted to ask you about is something which. I think it's going to be really important for the industry, but we haven't heard a lot about And This is the New Zealand Income Insurance Scheme the government's yeah. talking about. Yes. So how do you think that that's going to impact on life and health insurance providers?
1: It's interesting. If it stays the way it's written currently, yeah. then it will have um, some unintended consequences for the life insurance industry obviously we are really keen if they decide that everyone who's employed in New Zealand should have to have disability insurance and if only they made it compulsory uh, and and took uh, the employers and got them to pay for half of it for us we would already cover an awful lot of New Zealanders right so affordability is an issue and understanding that you need it is an issue in New Zealand so if they were going to fix those two problems I think we would have liked to have been part of that solution but if they fix it with a scheme that as they're suggesting which provides six months worth of cover uh, for someone's disabled then the industry is going is going to have to take customers who are already covered for that Mm. and somehow reflect the fact that they can't double dip Mm. because you don't want to financially incentivise someone to stay off but they still need longer term support than that six months Um, and we can adjust product and pricing to reflect that we won't be paying for the first six months but we will but the problem with that is we also won't be managing the claim for the first six months and ACC if they've only got a client for six months they're not going to spend the dollars that we would to rehabilitate and retrain and because we're trying to prevent a long-term claim and once someone's been off for six months it's very hard to get them back to work right so if they've kind of not been neglected but not managed um, proactively by the time we get them at six months they're now a beneficiary often and and
0: and so to transition them back to work is going to be even which harder means you,
1: you 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 potentially end up with a lot more longer term claims which pushes the price up for all yeah. customers.
0: So uh, how well has the government consulted with the insurance sector over this?
1: Well, they're still in the process. They didn't consult before they mm. before they announced, but they are consulting now, um, and uh, and then they're still in the consultation process. So trust me, everyone is uh, is participating the FSC and all of the insurance companies um, in terms of how to um, what do you do about that? Like what's the right answer to to address that? Um, and also, how do you prevent this disparity between sickness and accident? Yeah. Why is there a six month for sickness and a lifetime for accident? Yeah. And and what would that incentivise a customer who's coming close to the end of their six months? A, a, yeah. a consumer, not a customer, just a New Zealander, yeah. they'd say hasn't got insurance. That's their only insurance. And they're getting close to that six months and they think, well, if I'd had an accident, it would be for the rest of my, what, what kind of incentive, what would what we incentivise? And so I think that there's some, there's some, there's some value in understanding that workers should have income protection insurance because their income is the biggest thing they need to protect mm. and they're working. So, you know, they've got an income to lose. I absolutely get that. But I just don't know that the six months in ACC uh, will just take care of it. will do that. And I think it will potentially, again, create some unintended consequences to the psyche of New Zealanders that isn't what... Anyone would want to see,
0: and and the industry's working together on this. How yes. how united are they on the sort of very, on their views? Of, of, very united.
1: Yeah. Yep, very yep. united. Um, and it's much more about not you shouldn't do this, mm. but have you thought about these things? Yeah. And he, here's our experience um, with these things. Because obviously, if if it's already a done deal, we, we have to figure out how to work with this, yeah. um, and work around it. Um, yeah. So no one wants to be you know out there going. this is all terrible and oops, now we've got to to do something with it.
0: So so how big is the risk that it's going to push up premiums for all products?
1: I think there's a huge risk that they've got their pricing wrong Mm. uh, and I think which will push up the pricing and which potentially makes our products even less affordable uh, for people because they're paying for Mm. other insurance Um, and then the potential to lift up initially it'll drop it because you're not covering that first six months but then as longer term claims stay and you can never get those people back that's the biggest cost under disability income. It's long-term claims, not the number of claims. Yeah, yeah. So that will, not, by default, push the price up. So you've got the worst of both worlds. Um, and I think that that's not necessarily been uh, understood.
0: And just finally, do, do you support the, the, the idea of the scheme and what they're doing?
1: I absolutely support a government going, this is a problem, mm. that people who earn an income need to have protection for when they're ill, mm. um, outside of their own control. Um, I support that. Whether the scheme will do that or not, I I think that there are a lot of questions to be so, answered. So it could be
0: done another way, basically. It could be, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. definitely. And I think that that would be good.
0: I'll watch yeah. this space and see yeah. what happens. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Great having you back in the studio, Naomi. Mean, thanks for your time, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. thanks.